the state and religion true secularism the rulers of today are of the view that secularism should be followed by the government in respect of religion they understand this is to mean that the state will not be inclined to any particular religion it is necessary to point out that this is not correct and show what true secularism is it is not that the state should be completely detached from all religions on the other hand a state instead of being supportive of a particular religion should support all the religions the state should support all religions with equal concern and help in their growth without mutual ill will responsibilities of the state in elevating the people's mind it is true that it is the important responsibility of the state to do all that is necessary for the health of the people and the improvement of the quality of their life through education agriculture and other economic activities to take care of internal and external security etc but more important than the physical health is the mental health the state cannot discard it a country where people are not mentally elevated cannot be called a country since it is religion that develops the mental health it is certain that the state has a part to play in nurturing religion we see in practice that no developmental activity relating to worldly life gives permanent benefit and happiness this kind of development becomes purely temporary and in securing it there is great competition etc on the whole there is only loss of peace because of modern discoveries the luxuries of life keep increasing we are never satisfied and keep chasing them all the time if our life ends with such endless effort to increase physical comfort it will be pitiable despite being endowed with a rational faculty what is required is that we have to find the ways and means of making what is imperfect into the perfect one to make the temporary pleasures of life into permanent bliss good conduct the ways of dharma devotion to god and spiritual thinking provide the way for it limitations of the role of the state in matters of religion when it is said that the state has a part to play one thing need to be understood the state has merely a share in nurturing faith in religions as a means to develop the mind that means the state should not entirely take over the responsibility of religious affairs it should not exceed the limits in discharging its share of responsibility therefore the state should not at all interfere in the rules and practices of religions irrespective of whether the state adopts a secularism by which it equally patronizes all religions or the wrong type of secularism by which it keeps no connection with any religion it should not make laws in furtherance of its social policies which are contrary to the rules laid down in religion even after adopting the wrong type of secularism by which the state is neutral to all religions if it tries indirectly to interfere in the rules of religions we cannot accept it but if a government wants to make laws in accordance with its social policies and if such laws are contrary to religious rules it should follow the basic policy that it will disregard equally the rules of all religions and met out justice to people before making laws concerning any branch it is the duty of the government to consult those who have vast knowledge and experience in it 
and obtain their advice. For this purpose, there should be a committee of experts for each branch. It is not necessary that the rulers should have knowledge in the field of religion. In fact, they need not even be religious. Therefore, it means that this branch is beyond the purview of the government's law-making powers. Independent Body of Representatives of All Religions As a result of the above concept, it becomes necessary that the government should organize an independent and autonomous body for taking decisions on matters of religion and it should keep itself completely away from it. It is only on the recommendation of such a body that the government can make any law if need be. The objective of this independent body is to draw plans and implement them to nurture devotion to God. Thinking of the soul, love, truth, straightforwardness, service, humility, etc. which are common to all religions. Its chief function should be to instill these good qualities in the followers of all religions who have been indulging in mutual quarrel and between sections of the same religion. The government should provide financial assistance to these bodies not only because the government has a role in elevating the minds of people but also because all sections of people have to remain united for the government to function in an atmosphere of peace. Who are those who are fit to find a place in this body? They should be those great persons who have dedicated their life to the study of the scriptures of their religion and in following the Anushtanas of their religion. In addition to such persons, those who have the qualifications and are also well versed in the conduct of worldly affairs and who have a close relationship with the people and know their minds and attitude should also be members. There should be no interference of the government in this field for making changes. Religious leaders should not involve themselves in politics. We wish to say the same thing about the role of religious leaders. That is, religious leaders should never interfere in matters of governance. To keep reminding the government that it should act to nurture religion, to express appreciation when the government acts in this manner, to boldly criticize it if it interferes in matters of religion. Beyond this, religious leaders should not have connection with the government. Mixing politics with religion is like destroying the very source where water is purified. Their attention should be restricted entirely to religion. What the government gains by nurturing religion? As an added reason for government extending support to all religions, we wish to show that, apart from the government having its share in elevating the minds of people, the government itself benefits by such elevation. Presently, the government has to spend a lot over policing, courts, etc. because many offences are committed in violation of law and order. Apart from the expenditure, the very function of maintaining law and order is a heavy burden. If a small portion of this money is spent on nurturing religion and all the religionists are enabled to carry out maintenance of their places of worship, making grants to satsang and to worthy individuals, in the manner of the kings of olden times, people will get mentally elevated and offences will come down substantially as in olden times. When the opportunity for material enjoyment is on the increase and the desire of the people keeps increasing, 
the need for the government to nurture religion gains greater importance when due to modern science and revolutionary ideas there is a danger all over the world of spirituality being lost and if human beings are not to become like animals this kind of secularism has to be followed shri gurubhyo namaha